This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul. Yeah, I know it's been a while. With my co-host tonight, partner in crime, Jared Timms. Angels lose today six to one. Drops in seven and five. And I don't like the ones in two out of three in Kansas City. But maybe Jared's got some different views on how things are going. Jared, how you doing, man? I'm not doing too bad. It's been a long, uh, long couple of, I guess, week and a half. I know we haven't gotten too many shows out. But, yeah, you know, I'm just excited to, to talk a little baseball. I know last series against Kansas City wasn't exactly the way fans wanted. But, you know, that's why they play 162 games, I guess. I mean, it is. And, and that's what you expect. And you go on the road, you're probably getting a little bit tired after a while. The, the Angels, I think, are showing us kind of what to expect from them, both with pitching and hitting. I mean, nothing that's happened the last week and a half – Surprised me. I mean, nothing I mean, outside of you know, taking three out of four from the White Sox to start the year. Nothing really surprised me. So, um, I, I guess that's kind of a good thing, I mean, kind of. But overall, seven and five. I'll take a seven and five start. They're still in first place. I mean, when was the last time we saw the Angels in first place after twelve games? Twenty eighteen, I think it was. You actually went and looked that up. <laughs> Outstanding. Man. <laughs> all right so all that in mind then let's look at this let's look at the angels before we do folks one more thing here i do want to apologize we went out of the way to really hammer out the first week of the season but me being a teacher in my state ohio we were actually doing testing it really pulled me away from podcasting and then at the same time jared had to go on the road for this team so apologize for lack of shows last week and it, it'll we used to be one of the most consistent podcasts out there. It was guaranteed we're going to put out two shows a week minimum at a certain time of day. Three. Listen, it's been a rough year for everybody. We do again. We apologize for that. Do the best we can and be as regular as we can. And as we head into summer, that should be more and more obvious. Jared and I just talked before the podcast about our plans for the year, and I can tell you one thing: I got pumped up. I'm not sure if he did. I mean, but then Jared sounding pumped up is kind of like Jared. Not pumped up, so I can't tell. I mean, thoughts, Jared? Pumped up? You, do I give, like, the Socha face? <laughs> that was always good. Yeah, that, that's kind of me. I mean, anybody knows me. Like, I, I'm pretty level-headed about everything. Like, 
when I get excited, I start talking a lot, a lot, a lot, and you'll you'll start knowing. I mean, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I definitely, definitely excited for what we have moving forward, and I, I I'm pretty pumped up. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like th- there it is. There's the excitement from Jared right there. I'm pretty pumped up. <laughs> Folks, if you could hit Apple Music, please leave a five star review for us. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to leave us some feedback, email us at talkinghalesgmail.com. And really quick. Check out our ads for the week. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to just pull the covers back over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course, but let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Don't love your sheets? Linen has you covered. They work directly with the manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without those luxury level markups. And Brookline is much more than just sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even loungewear, and so much more. So go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code BUDS, B-U-D-S, to get 25% off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. Check out the description box for more, but that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code B-U-D-S, all in capitals, to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, you get free shipping. All right, so Anthony Rendon on the injury list. Shohei Otani misses a start pitching. He's hitting, though, okay? He's hitting. A couple other things going on as well. I mean, injuries are stacking up. We, we lost Dexter Fowler to a, a torn ACL. That one, that one hurts on the surface. I got a couple questions about that. Overall, after 12 games, what is your view of this roster, especially given the injuries? I think it's going to be exactly how it's been all of spring, and you know what we, what Nate and I talked about, you know, last last podcast, and cautiously optimistic. That's that's going to continue to be how it is. The injuries are they are a little bit scary, definitely, especially when you put. Four guys on the IL, one guy out for the year within a week span, you know. And Otani's got the blister issue. At least he's he's hitting at an MVP clip, and you know it's it's one of those things. Injuries in Angels baseball just go hand in hand lately, and we'll, we'll we'll see. At least it hasn't been anybody. I mean, Rendon's a big name for sure, but you know, at least it's small injuries at the moment. You know, just stuff that's putting guys out for ten days. And hopefully, you know, you kind of get get all these little injury, this injury bug out of the way here early, and you can kind of start flowing. And the fact that, you know, like you said, Angels are seven and five, and the injury bugs kind of hit early. That's a that's a pretty fun thing, pretty interesting thing that the Angels are Angels are pulling off right now. So, and then I'm I'm hearing Felix Pena is going to come off the IL soon. If he didn't already today, I honestly haven't even looked at news because of how busy I've been. But I would. I would assume that Felix Pena will be off the IL for this next series at home, I believe, against the Rangers, which is what we mentioned. And, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of have to wait and see on everybody else and hope that you know this lineup can get back healthy because the lineup and having injuries is kind of weird. It's usually pitching. So knocking on wood on my side that no pitchers start getting hurt. I mean, that's the concern every year of the, the Angels, right? This is where... We've been kind of poking fun at it, but it's almost depressing how often we've seen the injury bug just tear apart this roster over the years. And, uh, you know, we get to Shohei in a minute. 
to see Rendon go down for 10 days. You know, I'm, I'm listen, if Shohei keeps hitting the way he's hitting, they're going to be fine, okay? And you, I, I still have to look at, in the minors, Brandon Marsh is still down there. Um, you got Joe Adele getting some seasoning. I'm hoping that he, he's turning it around. Uh, you know, I, I think everything will be fine. I think that if it's only short term with running down the line, it's going to be fine. But you're right, pitching's a big fear. And what happens? Gee, what happens? Knock on wood. If Bundy goes down, what happens if you know if Otani goes down? You're almost kind of planning for it, right? I mean, this is how it's been the last few years. But if Bundy goes down, Bundy's like your biggest workhorse you got. What then? I'm not saying he's going down. No knock on woods for that, folks. Okay, we're we're gonna. Everybody with me on that one? <laughs> okay. I'm just making the point that the death on this roster, in my from my point of view, is not what we want to be or need to be. The death of the organization isn't what we would want to be. And then in the end, what's, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us overall for the team? That makes sense there? Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, depth-wise, I'm okay with the depth on the offensive side of things, I think we see it a little bit different. If this is a, in a sense, a normal year and there's not a taxi squad, we we probably see some other guys maybe maybe come up. I mean, Luis Renifo's name hasn't really even been mentioned yet, <laughs> and, and he wasn't on the taxi squad. So I, I definitely feel like if you know these injuries all happened in you know a normal year where there wasn't a taxi squad, minor leagues is already going. We probably see some difference. Or if, even if the Angels are at home, in fact, I, I'd say we probably would have seen some different guys get pulled up. But since they're on the road and they have the five-man taxi squad, they'd basically use that entire taxi squad, which is, I don't know if it's impressive or if it's not. I, I, it's not impressive. I, I, I'll, let me take that back. It's not impressive. It's, it's, it's unfortunate that they've had to use that entire taxi squad. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, Angels are 7-5, and five, first place in the West at the moment. And playing some decently good baseball with some guys that are injured, I, 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 they need to get back. They need to get back healthy, and you know, hope that they can contribute here real soon. Because, I mean, if the first series of the year has any indication of what this team can do over 162 games, it's going to be a fun year. Like I said, many times before. Well, I think it's becoming clear. Okay, take these two losses aside. Or this, the pitching is what we thought was going to be. Looking at the ERA after 12 games, for example, it's it's not pretty, okay? I mean, this is a team that is struggling with their pitching, but on the flip side of it, it's mostly because of overall bad performances. What do I mean by that? Okay, well, let's look at these games. Look at, this, look at how this has played out thus far. By the way, the ERA right now is, is 21st in the league at 482, a whip of 1.35. Their batting average is a fifth in the league and fourth in the league. And I honestly think they can they can grow from that. They, they could be a top two, top three lineup all year. That, that There's that much hitting available there. So a 12-8 loss in the second game of the season. Second game of the season, they've lost a game 15-1. to one. They've lost a game 7-4, uh, 7-6, seven, uh, 6-1. To to but on the flip side, they've had one, two, three, four games of three runs or less already. A seven-run win over Toronto last week. Uh, they, I mean, they took, again, three out of four from the White Sox. There's room to grow. The bullpen has concerns. There's a lot of concerns with the staff, but 
I think we should just kind of expect that this year. It's not it's not going to be perfect. I'm hoping that some of these guys pull together a little bit. But I mean, Jared, there's nothing here that really surprises me. No, no, I, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, even when you we look you look at Fangraphs, and I, I at the moment I'm pulling up Fangraphs season stats for the Angels starting pitchers only. They're uh, at, at the moment. They were they're a top ten team in baseball starting pitching wise, and that's if you're looking at Fangraphs WAR, they do have a Angel starters have a five point four three ERA, they have a three point five six FIP, they have a three point two zero expected FIP, one point one combined. Fangraphs WAR they've struck out some of the most. I think they've actually Angel starters have struck out the most batters in baseball. So yeah, I mean I think if you're talking about you know what you expected from the Angels. Coming Angel starters coming into this, I, I, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Actually, to be honest, when you're looking at these stats, you, you're like, "Oh, the Angels have decent starting pitching this year." That's kind of different. That's interesting through 12 games. You know, the win loss total isn't there for them. They're two and four, but everything else is makes some sense. You know that they're that they're pitching decently well on the starting starting half of things. So I am again. I think the the name of the game this year until you get to, I mean, what what is the deadline when you stop being cautiously optimistic and you can start being optimistic? I mean, well, they, I mean, but here's the <laughs> thing: you're, you're talking about BERA, so but Quintana's a six point sixteen point two ERA, Heen's at seven, Canning's at six point seven five, Alex Cop's at four point six three. Your best starting pitcher ERA is at three point three. So we're looking at Fangrass, but I mean, we also be realistic here. Those guys got rocked. Quintana twice, by the way, got rocked. Okay, now Heaney came back and had a nice game, and that, that kind of changes things a little bit. I I want to see just consistency from them, and and Dylan Bundy just what can you say about Dylan Bundy? <laughs> I mean, he's been as good as he was last year: three point three two ERA, one point zero five WHIP, two uh, hitters are hitting two eleven against him. When do you extend him? When do you is a question, and and I think they at this point I think you need to. And by the way, looking at Canning's start, Canning only has five point one you know innings pitched, so you know his his ERA is blown up, but his whip in that game was a point seven five one five eight. So there's a lot of freak show with him in terms of things that can go quite like you want to like you want them to was a little wild. So, but I don't think you can exactly hold that against him too much. Okay, so, you know, are the Angels where we want them to be? No. Are they showing you something? Yes. Any concerns thus far, though, hitting-wise? I mean, outside of losing Fowler? and I, I, I Not really. I mean, you look at what David Fletcher's done so far, and it's, it's not a David Fletcher-esque year, but I just finished putting out some stats, and I mentioned this last last podcast and I, I didn't see the game today so I don't know but I, David Fletcher has swung and missed at four pitches at, at the moment this year so he's batting 222 this season he got a hit today struck out once he's six strikeouts and 57 plate appearances he has a 40 WRC plus after the big extension that always does kind of scare you a little bit but then again it's David Fletcher and nothing he does is normal <laughs> if that makes sense like in the mm-hmm. least like you know, bad way to say that in general, but the defense hasn't quite been there the way that we've seen it with Fletcher. 
And I, I'm again little. I'm not a, not worried about Fletcher, but because the bat has never really been there. But at the same time, you would have to expect him to get a little bit better. And then again, he's still not striking out all that much. Like like I mentioned before, he's not swinging and missing. He's still doing his he's still doing his thing. He just isn't. You know, the balls aren't falling like they have been. So. Again, so that that's that would be my one negative thing. Even Justin Upton hasn't looked too bad. And, and if you want to look on the positive side of things, I mean Shohei Otani is is like the definition of positive at the moment. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just looking at the numbers. Let's just playing the numbers game. Justin Upton's one ninety four is bad. He's got twelve Ks already. I mean, that's that's a, that's a concern for me. Uh, and considering the fact that he came in to camp been the best ship he's been in a long time he's always been streaky i get it we'll see but 194 to start it's not inspiring a whole lot of confidence another concern for me too you got you know max tassie max tassie hitting 375 474 um on base percentage is, is up there too i mean this is the Trout, Shohei, Jared Walsh, Rendon. So those are your four everyday guys, and Rendon's going to be out. Nobody else on the roster who's an everyday player, because I don't think you can count Stassi or Suzuki right now as being everyday. They're 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 platooning the heck out of them. Nobody has an on, an on base percentage above three hundred outside of those core guys of Trout, Otani, uh, Walsh. In Rendon, and now Rendon's down. So the on-base percentage is going. Inglacy's at two seventy-three. Uh, Pujols, Pujols, three hundred. Uh, David Fletcher's at two fifty-five, up to two eighty-six for on-base. That, that's that's too low, and that's concerning to me. Jose Rojas, by the way, everybody loves Jose Rojas. He doesn't have a hit yet. Fourteen at bats, over fourteen six Ks. Man, I hope this. I hope that turns around because it's been a long time coming to get him to make the team and get him up there. So yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a it's it's definitely a transition. He's hit everywhere he's gone, and I think that hasn't. I mean, that's been mentioned enough, I, and I've mentioned it here. Hitting is not going to be an issue, and I'm still not worried about the hitting side of thing. It's it's going to be getting consistent at bats for Rojas because I mean it's it's tough to come off the bench. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, what's the real problem here? The real problem is these guys are used to being everyday guys, and now they're not. Even, you know, Rojas to a degree, you could say the same for Adele last year. By the way, these guys are used to being everyday no matter what. We'll see. But I hope he gets more opportunities. At least I hope he does. What else do you want to look at now? I mean, what else? Well, we definitely want to take. If you want to take a look at the positives, we can take a look at the positives if you want. I'm there are a lot of positives. I know we're <laughs> hammering the negatives here, but there are a lot of positives. Let's go with Shohei. I mean, Shohei is a big one. Negative on the injury uh, or being losing a start there. How are you viewing Shohei thus far? Can I even say he might exceed my expectations a little bit? Like, okay, he hasn't because. You look at what he did in Japan. You look at what he did his rookie year, and it was like, all right, when is this Shohei Otani going to be here? And this was the year that it seemed to all be adding up together. And, 
I mean, he's doing it, <laughs> minus the pitching side of things. I mean, and even in his first start, it, it was like, all right, well, this is pretty damn good. Still, like, it's still there. He's still throwing 101 miles an hour. He's hitting balls 119 miles an hour. You know, I mean, he's hitting balls 450 feet. I mean, it, I can't even say enough. It, it's it's damn impressive. It's still impressive. It's like Mike Trout level impressive, in my opinion, like what he's been doing. What do you think about where he is pitching right now? Where are you seeing on that? That, I, I was at the game and I sat right behind center field. So I, we, I was able to see pit, uh, movement and pitches and everything. And it, it, it's it's impressive. It is impressive. And, you know, blister or not, you, we're just going to kind of have to wait and see on that. Because that's not, I don't even really know if you can consider, it is an injury, but it's such a freak injury with stuff like, that that just comes after more and more pitching. Like we're gonna get down the road, he's gonna have this probably a little bit of a blister issue that for a little while, I'd guess. And then all of a sudden, we're not gonna hear a thing about the blister because you consistently build up, build up, build up. And this kind of sounded weird. You consistently build up skin there. And I had the same issue when I came back from pitch, um, taking a long, a little bit of a break. The way that you throw a couple pitches, the way it comes, you know, the seams come off your fingers, you start getting some cuts and some blisters and such like that on your fingers. But that slowly that slowly starts going away as you get more and more game action. So pitching-wise, injury for Shohei, I am not worried at all. It's just whether or not the body holds up at the moment. Okay. Well, will it? I mean, do you think it will? I hope so. <laughs> I, I really do. You know, there's a plethora of injuries, and I would assume there's probably injuries that we've never even heard of before with Shohei Otani, and we just we just don't know. You know, it, it seems like every everything's adding up. Like I said, you know, the the swing looks better. I don't know if there's an injury with something that had to do with the swing last year, but the swing looks a lot better than last year. He's not, you know, pulling out as much. It just doesn't look bad like it did last year because it just wasn't wasn't a great swing last year. He's throwing 101 miles an hour, so the shoulder seems to be okay. He's running fast, so the knees seem to be okay. So, like I said, at the moment, if he holds up, he's pretty damn impressive. And, I mean, he's still young. He's still, I think he's 26, going to turn 27 in July. So, he's still young. He's not an old old fart. An old fart, you say? (laughs) Yeah, first thing that popped into my head was Albert Pujols, but I didn't want to say that. Ouch. Ouch. Fair enough. But ouch. Okay. Now, other pauses for you. The bullpen. (laughs) You got to talk about the bullpen when you talk about, when you talk about start, or when you talk about, you know, positives and the Angels. That was the biggest thing, you know, was how is this bullpen going to hold up at the moment? 47.1 innings pitched, a 418 ERA. I think that kind of is a little bit of a contributor to Rysel Iglesias, which I, we didn't talk about Iglesias yet. If you want to put that on the negative side of things, you can. I don't think Joe Madden has really used him in the correct ways yet, but that's to be seen. Um, back onto the Angels bullpen, that's been pretty pretty lights out. 3.615, Fangraphs war. So I'm pleasantly surprised with where the Angels bullpen has been this year three saves even as well so i think uh, mike myers got one and iglesias probably got two so far if i'm not mistaken iglesias does have two with his 7.2 era 
Yeah, so I, I, I mean, the bullpen's been fantastic, and that was the one thing that even coming into opening week, we were all saying, all right, this bullpen isn't going to do it. This bullpen isn't going to do it. And, you know, they added a couple pieces at the end there, and you can kind of tip the, the tip the cap to Manassian, and it's been it's been nice. It's been it's been good to know that you can go to almost anybody in the bullpen at the moment. Like there aren't set roles yet, minus Iglesias. You you can basically go to anybody in the bullpen and you know kind of think like, wow, they might have there. There's a chance that we come out of this inning one, two, three lights out. You know, and we can get on to the next guy. And again, haven't even talked about Chris Rodriguez. Man, that guy is unbelievable. It's so much fun to watch him. He's been phenomenal. And, I mean, and that's a, you know, by the way, that's credit to you. You've been calling that for a while now. By the yeah, way, it, I figure that you deserve that to point it out he's, to you. He's fun. I, I can't tell the story enough. I saw him one time in Inland Empire and was blown away by how he, how he was, how he looked. And, I mean, the injury bug bit him in the minors and everything, but – Man, the one time that I saw him, the only guy that I could compare him to was Walker Bueller with this lights out stuff. And I know he's getting Dustin May comps, but it, it's so much fun. I hope the Angels don't give up on the on the starting pitching part of him because that would be a lot of fun. And it's probably a whole another another topic to get into. But man, Chris Rodriguez has been a breath of fresh air. If you know, he's been a Francisco Rodriguez twenty two thousand two like. In my opinion, I you actually watched that year. I was pretty young, but I'd have to imagine that's kind of that breath of fresh air that that Francisco Rodriguez brought to the team. He was. I mean, I, I'm going to kind of wait on that one because he was so dominant that it became pretty quickly he was going to be replacing. He was going to be replacing very quickly. Very Would quickly. You be surprised if Troy Percival was the closer next year. No, I mean I wouldn't that's, be. That's kind of where you're at, right? <laughs> I mean, but that's kind of what happened with. Um, I mean, that is kind of what happened with with Percival and Rodriguez. With with Percival, it became pretty apparent following 2002, like really 2003, because K Rock came up late in the year and dominated. But as 2003 wore on, we knew the man in waiting at that point was K-Rod. And it actually surprises me that he didn't play out longer into his career, but they let him go. And I would just say that if Chris Rodriguez can stay healthy, and can, you know his control is a little bit off right now. I mean, I think you, would, you wouldn't disagree with that. But as he kind of fine-tunes the major leaguer, I think that you know that it's a good chance he's the closer next year. They don't have anybody signed long term as a closer, so why not? Oh yeah, and again, another whole that's a different topic to get into. What you're looking at with with the bullpen in 2022, <laughs> but but yeah, it's going to be a whole new thing next year. It'll be it'll be quite quite interesting to see. And this is going to be kind of an adjustment year. Like we're seeing, I, I, I think we're seeing a team come together. I think there's a few pieces missing to what they can be, but all we can't forget that next offseason the Angels will actually have <gasps> money to spend. Dun dun dun. So that changes things as well. They don't have to rely on a trade. They don't have to rely on on all kinds of you know aspects. So they can just go spend money if they want to this offseason. They're they're clearing a bunch of money out the books. So you know 
I think we're seeing the beginning of a good two, three-year stretch where the Angels are back competing. And I mean competing hard. That's kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah. No, the pieces are definitely there. You know, you're going to have a, a couple starting pitching spots to to add to. You're going to have some bullpen to work with. But I honestly, I think for the most part, the... The offense is going to be pretty pretty set, minus a couple pieces here and there. But, I mean, I mean, if you want to bring in another positive, how about Jared Walsh? You know, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Like, for the longest time, he was kind of an afterthought in the, in the Angels system. Like, okay, he's the, the number 28, 27, 21, 25 prospect, depending on... Haven't ranked type of thing? I mean... He's a two-way kind of guy. Can You know, someone who developed into a pitcher, but he's still... And the guy is just hitting, and it's a credit to him. I, I hope he continues it. We, I think, anybody who's older, not your age, like older, remembers Kevin Moss for the Yankees, and he came up one year, and hit twenty one home runs, and then was crap the rest of his career. And that was my concern with with Jared Walsh coming up and having that great year. But I mean, the guy killed it in the minors, and we thought, okay, well, it's Salt Lake. It's Salt Lake. I mean, it's not hard to hit it out in Salt Lake. Uh, but then he really showed last year that he's really, you know, he's become a fantastic hitter. And I'm wondering, I would love to have him on the show and ask him what made the difference for him. What's changed with him uh, to, to kind of get into what made him into that better hitter. What made him into a guy who now is in the starting lineup, someone we're depending on. You know, everything changes Jared, everything changes for this team if Walshy hits well all year. When we talked about, you know, 84 to 90 win team, that was assuming Walshy was just kind of like there. I didn't expect him to be what he was last year. But now, if he plays to this higher ceiling, that win projection, in my view, changes. Actually, dramatically changes because they're going to have to hit a lot this year to win. The, the pitching staff just isn't where it needs to be yet. And I, I, I mean, I mean, how many wins do you think he, if he keeps hitting like this, what what does your win total? What's his WAR going to be in your view? I mean, everybody talked, and even I talked about Shohei Otani being the X factor. I mean. Jared Walsh is definitely the X factor because he's absolutely at this you, point. Yeah, if you don't have a if you don't have Walsh batting in that five hole behind Rendon, he's he's protection for Rendon at the moment, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably one of the reasons. Not, I'm not going to discredit him at all because he is doing amazing. He, he is he has been fantastic, but I mean, hitting behind Rendon, you're getting probably a lot of fastballs. <laughs> that's 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 all I would have to say about that. And it's probably helping him, to be honest. That that spot's helping him, batting in that five hole. I hope you don't start seeing him in the two hole, but I'm not upset if that's that's the case. As far as the win total goes, I mean, you can kick it up to. They're on pace right now. I think Fangraphs had them on pace for 87 wins a couple days ago. So, I mean, 87, 88. Would that be a crazy thought? Oh, I would put them above 90 if he. I mean, if he. Because it might not even show when you look at Fangraphs, the the war average. I just think when you have a more complete lineup, one that's just more deadly down the middle, it's an automatic that you're going to win more ball games. 
they're not in the strongest division this year either. I mean, the Astros have their issues. They, I mean, and they got a bunch of people on COVID protocols right now. You have the 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 Rangers rebuilding. The Mariners are a year away. This is this is not last year's division was stronger in my view. They they're in a winnable division. They're in a winnable league. The American League is not as strong as the National League is. So, eighty eight wins, eighty nine. I think you could. I think. Get, get a couple breaks here. This is a 95-win team. Get a couple breaks. Oh, definitely. I mean, but again, and I don't mean to put a damper on things, how many years in a row have we said that? No, I've never said that. You've never heard me say that, dude. I'm not going to lie to you on that one. I, I've, you have. I've been the pessimist on this to a degree. I've been hopeful. But in terms of win totals, I was never one to go 95 wins. And I'm not saying they're going to be 95 wins now. I'm just saying that... Having a complete lineup like that changes the ceiling. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And as I'm as I'm randomly looking at at stats right now, Jose Rojas got his first hit of the year. First, hit oh, of he his did. Career, by the way, double outstanding. Ball, yeah. I guess I guess the stats I was looking at weren't updated yet. So great for him. Congrats, dude. Congrats. That's a huge monkey get off your shoulders. All right, so I mean. Next time we talk, I mean, this is looking kind of heads up for Jared. Next time we, we, we record, expect a little bit of a farm check. Get to see what's going on there at the farm. I want to hear in a little bit about what's going on with Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. Hint, hint. Ahem, ahem. Jared, make magic happen. And in the meantime, folks, expect more shows. We're back tomorrow's an off day. Minnesota coming in this weekend. Let's talk some baseball. Have a great one, everybody. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.